yeah, yeah, yeah. Yo, boy on the flow. Mm. You know I still gotta go. Okay. I ain't never been a hoe. I used to eat ho hoes. Mm. I used to fall in love with hoes. Oh. I still love these hoes. Facts. I be ripping up shows. Uh. I gotta get a runny nose. Mm. About to do another dose. The rap race they going close. Nigga on the microphone, no dough, boy be doing the most. Uh, I dip peanut butter in the toast. That was a snack. Dad, let's stop that. <laughs> I dip peanut butter in the toast. You've never done that? It's you mean totally a toast thing. in peanut butter? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you never okay. done that? Well, first of all, you have to always be clear on what you're saying because okay. if you are not, <laughs> it sounds the other way around. But have you ever melted peanut butter in a cup and then dipped toast in it? Is what I'm asking you. Uh, no. Never did that. You're missing out. I've had a warm, like I've had toasted bread with peanut butter on it. Mm, now you got to dip it in a toast and then drink the remnants of what's left. How you doing today, man? Hey, man, that should tell you where my life is Jesus at. Jesus Side Christ. note, you see the new haircut alert. So hold on, man. These alerts are ridiculous. Are you shooting more Fat Drake? Hey, man, you're just going to have to wait and see. I tried to call you at 3 a.m. and let you listen to it. You don't want to answer your phone. Oh, what I'm are you so doing? I'm so glad you brought that up. <laughs> you, first of all, ladies and gentlemen who are watching, welcome to the Just Us League podcast. Yes. I am CT. And I am is. your boy, Doughboy. The double up on the boy. The double up on the boy. I'm glad you remember. <laughs> double up on the boy. <laughs> yeah, that me? You only need one. Anyway, nah. okay. Um, so... You called, you actually text me. You text me, what was that, Tuesday night? Tuesday night. Tuesday night, 2.53 a.m. Okay. Now, what, you do, what say, do you, uh-huh. you say, you up? Mm-hmm. First of all, <laughs> <laughs> I need to uh, set I put boundaries to our relationship. Don't I got to put pause. <laughs> don't you ever send me the you up text like we smashed. Fast you forward to two days from now, it's going to be, hey, big head. Like, nigga, this guy's got this. <laughs> hey, big head. <laughs> <laughs> so I hit you with the you up. Now you my- hit me with the you up. Okay. I literally respond six minutes later. I waited for like three. I didn't see no bubbles. I figured you were asleep. I say, what's up? Mm-hmm. You don't respond. I call back to back twice. Because mm-hmm. I say, you know what? He's hitting me up this late. Mm-hmm. Maybe he needs to get talked off a ledge. Maybe he wants the brains or whatever. You never know what dope boy. Mm-hmm. I call straight to voicemail both times. Mm-hmm. I say, oh. Well, I guess whatever happened, I will find out tomorrow. See, and that's the thing. So what had happened was Uh I was on a pitch. So basically, you weren't there to to listen. So I was talking to my homeboy day one, and I was just pitching this whole story. Is his name day one? His name is day one, and he's one of my day ones. You see what I did there? So I'm sitting here talking. So I I don't think I seen your call, because I would have clicked over. I would have texted you back. But I talked to him for about 20 minutes. I flushed the idea out. He was like, Mm. yeah, man. Let's, let's get it done. Then I get off the phone, and then I'm like, I'm about ready to crash. And then I go, I turn my phone into airplane mode, and then I didn't know till the next morning. And then when I talk to you, you're like, hey, man, don't do it again. Yeah. First, let me clear it up, because I don't need these people thinking I'm a jerk. I didn't say don't do it again like that. I said it don't do it again because when you have a friend that goes through things, mm-hmm. you don't know what's on the other end of that phone. Right. So I need to I be say, more cognizant of that. If I hit yeah. you at a late night, just be like, hey. Like, I don't know what's right, up. Right, right, right. You know so what yeah, mean? it was one of those. It's, it's been a, I don't want to say like a rough couple of weeks, but I've just been dealing with just, you know, life. Before and, you get into that, mm-hmm. you text like you are the baddest bitch in the club. <laughs> what? Oh what? my God. Like what the fact mean? that I called right back <laughs> and it went to voicemail, I said, oh, this bitch got another nigga. <laughs> 
She don't remember the guy that bought her two rum and coke. She's, she's with the baller. My bad, man. I didn't mean it in this way. Now nah, you had a rough week. What happened? No, nah, I just had a rough week, man. Just a bunch of stuff just going on, and um, and then like I always know, like with whatever I'm going through, whatever like, and this is really a tough time for me because last year, uh-huh. time this year, like stuff just started going off the rails, and yeah, and so I always be big about like dates and numbers so i think because i'm coming up on the one year anniversary all that just kind of freaking out a little bit so sometimes i've just been lately i've just been throwing myself into my work so that's why i was hitting you up hence the heart in my head hence the fat drake parody i got coming next week I, people are probably tired of it like it's, listen it's don't getting old trying different it. jokes but it's i'm gonna not, keep doing no, it. man first of all cole <laughs> did you turn my mic down i feel like something's different from our sound check yeah you're just clipping coming in here god Oh, yeah, to bring you down a little bit. I sound, I feel the difference. No, no, I can hear you very, very uh, well. You're good. I don't, listen, I know. All right, so <laughs> the Fat Drake, don't feel uh, like it's too much because you found something that only you can do. Yeah. Number one. Mm. Number two, you're an incredible lyricist. Thank you, man. And you're creative with the concept of how you're doing the videos. You've gone viral so many times. I think this uh, anytime you get a chance to go viral, it helps bring eyes to all your other stuff anyway. See, and that's, I think, the thing that I'm scared about. I don't know that I like. I keep doubting if I could do it on my own. Every time I did it before, I did it with, with help. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? I did it with different platforms, so now I'm just like, do I got this? So that's why I literally was calling you at 3 a.m. to let you hear a Fat Drake parody that you probably would have been like, nigga, don't ever call my phone. Let me tell you something, man. <laughs> it's late. I'm, I'm never going to tell you an idea on my phone, but I will tell you to pick up when I hit you back. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Second thing. No, but this is that. But let me let me let you know how my sensitivity runs. Go ahead. So, but this is how like in my head it just gets warped and it goes left. Mm-hmm. So once you hit me that morning and I told you I was like, oh man, my bad. I was like, you know, I have been working on this Fat Drake parody, man. I was trying to hit you up to hear about it. Da 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 da. And then since you never asked me to send it to you, I figured that you just didn't like it. <laughs> so I was like, stick it on everyone I hear. My parody, he think Jesus. he all that. He think he all that. <laughs> That's how I was feeling. And Why was, is all that? Because <laughs> I felt like, because I kind of like baited you out there. Like, hey, yeah. man, I was working on this Fat Drake parody. I was just waiting for you to be like, what? I'm Fat ne- Drake, I'm send it to me. going to give you that. And you know, know why? It's to go back to the first episode of this podcast we did mm-hmm. where you were like, yeah, man, what do you think? <laughs> <laughs> jacket. And you I never said, no, give boy, it to me. I'm never going to let you fish for a compliment. You, you got to let me ask about it. I knew that I was going to see you, and then I'm like, oh, man, well, hopefully now he'll just play it for me, mm-hmm. as opposed to sending it through the phone and, I, you know, whatever. I'll be wanting that instant person. response, man. I noticed. I was, I was, I was, I had to tell you about the heart in the head because I figured you wouldn't say nothing about that. Notice the thing. Give me an opportunity. You know what I will bring up that you didn't bring up? What's up? You're drinking a regular Coke again. Man, no it's more just, diet Coke. Man, listen, just, just. This is actually better. <laughs> it's better than the diet Coke. Than the diet Coke. It's just a whole mess, man. Oh, and I, before we go one step further, are y'all ready? Swole Cole, are you ready for this? New nickname alert. You ready for this? Yep, I'm ready for it, though, boy. New nickname alert. Dokeem Woodbine. <laughs> do you know? Do you, Why do they call you Dokeem Woodbine, though? Because boy? you might not know where you know me from, but nigga, you know me. Ooh. <laughs> now listen, because <laughs> Bokeem Woodbine is—you know—he has 101 movie credits. I don't doubt it. This nigga is in everything. And if Dave Chappelle could have acted at that time, <laughs> he only have 20. <laughs> that is his evil brother. But bro. that's what I'm saying. You know who the nigga is. But oh yeah, you know who he is. You yeah. just might not know where you know him from. I love Bokeem Woodbine, man. He's such an amazing actor. Do you watch Fargo? No. Yo. 
He's in Fargo. Is that what's that? What is that show about? I need something to sink my teeth into. Fargo is a show that you'll never know if it's based on a true story or if they just say it's based on a true story. Mm-hmm. Uh, all of these incredible events happen around Fargo. Um, Fargo. Mini, uh, what's the name of the state? North Dakota. North Dakota. Okay. So Fargo, North Dakota, mm-hmm. and the surrounding areas. You know, like a St. Louis. Oh, Fargo is actually like a place. Yes, yeah, it's a, it's a oh, real okay. city. So, well, don't quote me on it. Anyway, so <laughs> I, like, I, I don't want to get into this. <laughs> so it's like all of these stories. Did you ever see the movie Fargo in the nineties? No, I never knew no Fargo more. was a thing that people were making films and TV shows about. You I thought it was like it. the second half of a bank. You would hate it because it's actually a good show. Keep Wait, I think I'm all about the good shows. No, what do you mean? Not. My taste is impeccable. Did you ever go back and watch them? You didn't go back. You didn't, you didn't go back. Swole Cole, did you pick up on them? Did you take a flyer out on them? Bro, you need to start respecting. I need a new show to be. you watch Invincible? Huh? On Amazon, do you watch Invincible? No, what's that about? Who's in that? Okay. <laughs> it's an animated series. Okay. <laughs> based on a Robert Kirkman who created uh, Walking Dead. Okay. He did a comic book called Invincible, and it's this amazing story mm-hmm. that I, if I even give you any details, it's spoiling. It's on Amazon Prime, just like them was. And it's I think incredible. you need to get it's an that. adult superhero show. I'm I'm currently in the 11th season of Shameless, which is the last season. I'm on episode uh-huh. like four. Tan Green just finished that. You know what's amazing about that show? Watching all those characters for so long, like grow into these people that they yeah. turned into. So that's what I've been watching. But I need a new show to get you know myself into. How was your mm. week? How was this past week for you? Man, let me tell you something, man. This week has been very productive. I've been doing mm. a lot of stuff to my Twitch stream. Okay. So I've been uh, I used to stream just from my PlayStation four and then I got to five and I was streaming from there. Mm. Now I have my whole setup from my uh, my laptop, which is a Mac. Okay. So I'm gonna have to get a PC soon. But it's like all Why of the stuff. Why do you have to get a PC? Because it's just easier, and okay. it's uh they have gaming PCs that are much easier to do streaming from. Okay. And uh you know shout out to my my crew man Next Luthor, Gorilla Tap One, uh, Gadget Girl. They literally helped me set my stream up, and now I just mm-hmm. got a green screen, so I'm off to the races. And you're doing like tournaments now, huh? Yeah, I do a Mortal Kombat tournament. Uh, I was doing it every week. Now it's gonna be once a month. Okay, is so, it just yeah. for your Patreon people? No, 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 it's for the Twitch squad. I might have to come in there and whoop everybody's ass because I'll be, I'll be whooping ass and taking. No, names. boy, you don't. I'm, listen, I've been practicing. I haven't been telling really? you on the what low. What are you practicing on? Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat. Okay, which one are you practicing on? Huh? Huh? I haven't been practicing on. I it's know you've a reason. I was like, what's the benefit of the? Like, what's the benefit of the lie? So I didn't, it was even no point of even King Car Puller, guess. <laughs> but no, but everything else in your week was pretty good. Other than that, everything is. Yeah, man. I uh, I truly can never complain, bro. I uh, my mom's coming for my birthday. You know, my my birthday's uh, Mother's Day. So uh, what? Any plans? I don't really have any plans. I just know my mom's going to be here, so it's going to be dope to have her. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're just probably going to watch some movies, man, and just kick it. She's going to make me some chicken. <laughs> she going to fly your mama out here and put her to work in the kitchen? It's not work when it's your mama. <laughs> she wants to do these things. <laughs> that's dope that, that you're at a point in your life where a fun time. Think about that. 20 years ago, a yeah. fun time probably would have been going out, doing something crazy. But you're just like, I want to eat home and just stay home and eat my mama's chicken and yeah. watch some movies. You know what's funny? It's like when I was uh, like when my mom would come out to visit a couple years ago, I was like, mm-hmm. oh, I got to think of all of these activities for her and I to do. Mm-hmm. And then I had to start thinking about my mom and my relationship. Like we've since I was a kid, mm-hmm. all we've ever done is go to the movies. You know, you mm-hmm. do stuff that you do as a kid. Like she'll take you to the park and all of that. 
Right. But like our bonding moments have been going to the movies or staying at the crib watching mysteries like That's a murder so she wrote dope. or whatever. So yeah, we cool, man. We kick That's it. Shout out to Mama CT. Yeah, Hope man. you guys have a good time. I'm pretty sure we'll do something to celebrate your birthday. We gotta show you some love on the podcast or something for this as well. So hey, man, you know. Um, Let's see if you pick up the phone. Don't hey, man. Just to myself. So I wanted, to, I wanted to get what your take was on this story. Now, on loving. Shout out to the donation. <laughs> Team CT all day. I read your comments. What I said. I always read the comments, and they be showing me love. They, they also do. love you a lot, because mm. obviously it's the donation. Mm. Um, the funny thing about your comments. Okay. You don't be in them no more. No, <laughs> it's a dangerous place. It is. People say some mean, terrible they do. things. But and not only your comments, I swear to you, are literally ninety eight point nine percent positive. Right, but I look at that other one point one percent. That's not great. I don't know why. It's just a, it's a terrible habit to have. But it's like I'll go past a bunch of positive stuff and be like, mm -hmm, what do you mean you don't like what I did five years ago? Are you ready for this? What's that? Let me teach you the life hack. Okay. Right? Mm -hmm. So you go to any Team CT video on any of my pages mm -hmm. where people are leaving comments, right? Mm -hmm. My comments are like 95% positive mm -hmm. and you get that 5% of negativity, somebody who wants attention, right? Okay. What I'll do is I'll give attention to everybody that gave love mm -hmm. and none of the attention goes to the negative And people. you don't delete them or nothing? You still leave them up there? What that does is mm -hmm. it shows you I'm training you how to treat me. Oh. You don't come over here disrespecting me. You don't know me. This is my page. We're about love and positive energy here. Wow. So if you see me interacting with the people who are showing love or say something cool and mm. aren't dicks, now you're going to be like, just oh, well, let me jump in and jump just be in cool. Because I want to say something. You know, there might be a lot of scientific knowledge behind that because what they're doing is they might be throwing that negativity out there to think that, oh, people are going to be like, oh, I said. And then you realize, like, hey, man, nobody want to even talk about yeah. the negative stuff. So Also, if you say something too crazy, nobody will ever see it. Yeah, they don't have the microphone. Uh, man, you can suck. Uh, time to delete that. <laughs> Nobody saw it. So, no, I have been out of the comments. I think I did, for the last week or so, I've just been out of the comments. Because you know what? I really, Ryan, da I, I don't want to say his name. I think it was Ryan Davis that said this. The comedian. I think you reposted it. I know Teddy had reposted mm -hmm. it. He had basically, he was basically talking about, like, people asking him for advice on how to get, you know, into comedy. Mm. And then he was basically going into how difficult it is, you know, being a comedian. How do you feel about that? Like, how do you, like, at this stage in your life, you've been doing this forever. You've been yeah. doing comedy all these years. How do you still wake up every morning with the motor of, I want to create something today to make people laugh? After all the time that you've done and all the rejection that you have, mm. all the different things that have come from it, how do you still find a way to get up like, I want to make something to make people laugh today? Because I feel like that's a gift that we have that maybe a lot of us don't even give ourselves credit for. Well, well, mm. let's go in order. Okay. <clears throat> From what Ryan said, let's address mm. the people reaching out to him, asking him to be a mentor. First of all, right. shout out to Ryan Davis. Shout out to Ryan Love Davis. Love that guy. Always Solid cool. individual. Extremely creative. Mm -hmm. um, you know what's so funny? I also like being the change that I want to see. Mm. Uh, and what I mean by that is, you know, we both do all of these different shows or we'll be guests on somebody's podcast or interview. Mm -hmm. And... <clears throat> I know you're like me. We'll show love to people, right? right? We'll be like, oh, man, shout out to Ryan Davis, man. Shout out to uh, to BT Kingsley, mm -hmm. Nate Jack, you know, all of our friends. Right. And then you'll see an interview with somebody. I'm not saying their names, but right, like, right, right. you'll see an interview with somebody, mm -hmm. and they won't show love to people Well, they return. won't give credit to you when you gave them the information for the audition, like how I did. <laughs> so, yeah, we know. Yes. So we <laughs> and I'm not talking about me. No, I'm talking right, about just, overall. Yeah, yeah, when you go and see that. Yeah, yeah people don't usually do that. So right. I like being the change that I want to see. So mm -hmm. shout out to Ryan Davis. Facts. Uh, and he shouts out so many different mm -hmm. comedians that he's fans of. Yes. But I think the thing that goes into what he was talking about 
a lot of people don't want advice. Mm. People want to have a conversation about advice, Ooh. right? So I don't. Wow. You are that, amazing. Wait, wait, that was yeah. deep. Most people don't want advice; they no. want a conversation about advice. Ooh. It's like uh, you are an incredibly talented mm. artist all mm. the way around: comedy, mm. music, writing, mm. acting, all of these things. Mm. You're gonna get if you haven't already gotten a million DMs about people say, "Hey, man." I want to start a podcast, mm-hmm. or I want to start rapping. Can I or, intern for you so I can learn to yeah, do it? Yeah, right. What should I do, right? Mm-hmm. And I've learned this because I've been doing this for years. It's like I'll literally be the person to give people A through Z what they should do, right? Mm-hmm. And then you follow up maybe like a month later, and you be like, hey, man, did you do all that stuff that you asked me about that I told you to do? Man, oh, stuff? man, it's been crazy, <laughs> man. You know what I'm saying? My mom. You right. know, she got two shifts now. I mean, two. You know, not one. I don't know if you know Oreo came out with a new flavor. Like you're like, bro, the Halloween edition with the orange filling. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> but what is that? So you realize a lot of people don't want to do the thing that they're reaching out to you about. Mm-hmm. They either a think that that's a way that you guys can start a rapport, mm. and which is just like. Hey fam, just be cool. I'm a cool cat. I don't know who else you've dealt with in the social media space that has maybe shunned you or made you feel ostracized or disrespected. I'm not that guy. Right. I'm not a weird dude. Mm-hmm. If you just be cool, I'm cool. Mm-hmm. You don't have to start a. Uh, a hey, com- how should I do this? When you, you got to really start don't a conversation with a request, you could just say, right. "Hey man, I love your work." Blah blah blah. A different yeah. way, different approach. And so it's like it goes back to the advice thing. Like people mm-hmm. don't really want to do the thing that they're that they think they want to do. Mm-hmm. It's like. Uh, you hear people say, yeah, I want to get into acting. Right. Do you or do you just want to be on TV? Do you just want to be famous? Because right. if you do, I can respect that. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you want to be an actor, first of all, before you even get to me, Google is right there. <laughs> Your best friend. <laughs> That's going to give you way more info than right. I do. Mm-hmm. So I think a lot of people just want to say, hey, how should I make a sweatshirt? Oh, man, go get you some cotton. <laughs> yeah, man. Also, <laughs> go get you some strings. Oh, strings. Yeah, strings. Uh, we got to have it for the. What, what color string should I? It's, <laughs> right. it's up to you. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Mm-hmm. And just to do that, and they be like, yeah, man, because I was thinking, man, because people at my job be telling me, you should make hoodies. Man. <laughs> Everybody says I they should make hoodies. I guess it, I got a hoodie look. So I got to do. <laughs> people say that people say that about comedians all the time yeah. about, oh you're a comedian people tell me I should like no when it's like just do it yeah, exactly you know what I mean so right. it's like that conversation about right. advice is more uh, what they want to have unless you do run into the people that's like yo I really want to do this and you're right. like cool do this this and this mm-hmm. bet check back up with them how you been doing I've been actually you don't even have to check up with them because they Dude, tell you, you to, right I, I did, did everything that you said mm-hmm. this is how it's working out for me mm-hmm. so that's usually how it goes but to answer your second part of the question uh-huh. I <clears throat> I stay creative and stay wanting to make people laugh because that's what got me into it. Mm-hmm. I got in because I was watching Martin and Jamie and Eddie and Monique mm-hmm. and all of these amazingly talented comedians. And I was like, I want to affect whatever age I was at the time. It was, mm-hmm. it was seven or 10 or 15, whatever. I want to influence that version of me mm-hmm. to do this as well. So right. it's like, that's my motivation. Nah, and that, like when he was saying it, like it really like hit me in a different type of way because I was just like, yo, we really do as entertainers deal with an unnatural level of rejection. I was just like, dang, like here I am 41. Like, you know what I'm saying? I've yeah. been doing this for a very long time. About and to be I 42. Just, huh? About to be 42. <laughs> exactly, this year. Yeah. So I'm just like, as I was thinking about it, I was like, what makes me keep doing it, you know, time and time again? And I just like, I don't think that I would really find any pleasure in doing anything else, which sounds crazy to be like going up. Like, you know what I'm saying? Me and Teddy was talking about this earlier. It was just like, you know, we were just talking about different opportunities and different things that we're doing these days. Right. What? 
I'll tell you. Keep going. <laughs> so we're talking about different opportunities and different things, right? And I'm just like, man, that's so crazy. Whatever happened, you know what I'm saying? What we're doing in our lives right now versus what we were doing a couple years ago. But yeah. it's just like we've always kept going and just kept it moving toward, you know, forward progression even though back in the day like you could look back 10 years ago we were still trying to do things on a certain level and maybe it was still different or whatever but still 10 years later we're still here fighting to do it i'm just like man maybe maybe there is something to this because i probably could have gave up a long time ago well you well first of all you could have never done anything with what you're doing right now all the jobs that you've told me you've had over the years Mm -hmm. i never believed that i'm like what (laughs) it's a customer service rep yeah that was because you're so Your talent is, you always give me credit for being this talented, funny cat, Mm -hmm. but you, oh my God. I'm like, how did you you. work in customer service when all of this talent is inside? It's kind of like all of your jobs Mm -hmm. were origin stories to the superhero that you were going to become. Wow. You know what I mean? Like, look at, like, when we talk about Fat Drake, Mm -hmm. man, uh, what was the the, uh, parody of Hotline Bling? The, uh, when that Hotline? I like when that hot sign blings. Hot sign. <laughs> it's of the time donut. for some Krispy Kremes. Yeah, listen. <laughs> <laughs> it still makes me laugh. When I think to about do it. that, <laughs> the way you did that, and that's just mm-hmm. one song that you had done. Mm-hmm. You make it look so easy that, honestly, you do videos and you make me feel like I could do it. And then mm-hmm. I sit and I'd be like, I could never. <laughs> because the way you, even, okay. It's harder to make a funny song than it is to make a real song. Absolutely. Because you're coming up with these punchlines over and over and over, Mm -hmm. and you're creating the visuals to go with it, and then you're rapping Mm -hmm. seriously. Yes, and you still have to stay in the cadence that the person that did the song did it. That's hard compared to me just being serious and rapping a song. Mm -hmm. So it's like, man, I give you credit. But Mm -hmm. what, for you to answer your own question, what makes you continue to create? That's the thing that I'm just starting to understand. I just think that it makes me normal. I think that it balances me out. I think, you know, I suffered so much last year because I wasn't creating. And mm. I'm like, when I get back to creating, I feel I feel like music, like I feel like creativity is my medicine yeah. in so many different ways. Because if I'm always creating something or, or doing something, I feel like I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. And if I'm not, I feel weird. I feel anxious I start to be alone with my thoughts and it's just I don't know it's just one of those things that just really throws me but it was just even you had just said something two seconds ago that just wanted it it put me in a different direction of what what, what I was trying to say Uh so you you were telling about like you know years ago like when I tell you about all these jobs and that I used to work and it literally because of that's what I believed I was supposed to do and I Mm -hmm. guess that that's how did you get out of your own head because I don't know how many regular jobs you work but I feel like this world is filled with people that work quote unquote regular jobs and what I mean by that is just a job that is not what gives you ultimate pleasure in life and so a lot of times I think like what made me do this but I think it was just because I felt like life wasn't going to be fun if I didn't do it. It wasn't going to be worth living. Like one of the, the the metaphors I always give people about like my attitude about life is how I learned how to swim. How I learned how to swim, seriously, <laughs> so it was a thing. I would tell you, this is how I approached life. So I was around 10 years old in Sacramento. Back then, you know, there wasn't daycare and all that stuff. My parents used to just Wait take us. Wait a minute, us. there wasn't daycare? Well, not like that. Like it wasn't like proper, you know, kid care when your parents went to work. Like I'm Take 10. them to Kim House. Exactly. Kim? So they, <laughs> they would take us to the spot called Magnum pool in Sacramento it was a pool you pay 50 cents to get in and you could just be basically be there all day right so while I was going I wanted swimming lessons my parents didn't have money for swimming lessons were there any lifeguards there were lifeguards so I'm gonna tell you yes okay. there were and that's all I'm telling you you paid a 50 cent and you in there all day they would yeah. drop us off at eight they would open at nine we'd be there till five 
It was this the whole thing. It was my whole life. At all. <laughs> but no it was disrespect. the 80s. It was the 80s. It was the whole thing. I'm sorry. Did murders and kidnappings <laughs> not exist? They just used to drop us off. They would be closed and we'd be out there with our towel. They would give us a dollar. We'd have 50 cents and then you'd have 50 cents for a snack. Get a nacho later off the ice cream truck. It was a whole thing. So I was going I to Matt. the ice cream truck ain't having a bad day. <laughs> I ain't going today. <laughs> <laughs> Sit there with 50 sitting in a, in a hungry belly. Them kids. So I would get there, right? And so when I was there, it just, okay, so we didn't have swimming lessons, so I didn't know how to swim. So you yeah. knew it was the three feet, whatever, and then it was the deep end. The deep Ooh. end water even looked better. It looked like better water. It was bluer. It looked colder. There wasn't nobody over there. Exactly. So, But it, there were people over there, but they were just having so much fun. Uh. And then everybody was over here on the shallow end just putting their feet in the water. And they were just like not really enjoying the experience. And I felt like that's what life was to me. So I was just like, if I'm afraid of going into the deep end, I'll never know what this is like. So this is literally how I learned how to swim. I walked straight to the 10 feet on the pool. I looked at the at the, at the the lifeguard. They knew I couldn't swim. I was Fat Tony. That's who I was at this time. They looked at me, and my sister and them was over there sitting down <laughs> on the thing, and everybody knew I couldn't swim, and I'm going to the deep end of the pool. I just look at, <laughs> I look at everybody, and they're looking at me. I jump in the pool. Did, I almost drowned. He jumps in, has to pull me out. I subsequently did this every day for weeks, and they would let me stay a little bit longer. It got to the point where they were like, we're going to kick this kid out of the pool, whatever. But eventually... I learned how to swim. I just, I learned to stop fighting the water when you were in there. I, I beat my fear, and that's how I've been in my life all the time. So that's the reason why I think I am the way that I am. I can just be like, I got to jump out here and do it because I feel like if I don't, what am I doing? I'm not going to enjoy my time in the pool. Who start calling you fat <laughs> Everybody. The lifeguards, the teachers. The teachers? It started with the adults. I'm just saying, oh, down to bro, the kids. Oh, that's so sad. It was Fat Tony. Absolutely. Let me back up. Uh, real quick, the job question. I had uh, several jobs uh, before I started doing comedy, but uh -huh. I started comedy literally my senior year of high school. Okay. And, you know, you the had only several jobs before your senior year of high school? Jobs. My mom, my first job, I was 10 years old. <laughs> Black kids gotta grow up way too. You was ten, you was ten years old drinking Trying to a, earn a living, drinking a cup of Joe, looking at the morning paper like, good nigga, the Dow Jones. All right, get my lunch. I gotta go. Get my thermos full of soup. Put the cigarette out. <laughs> my mom had two jobs, right? My mom had two jobs. Her second job was at a gas station, being a. It, I don't. What do you call that? Like somebody who an attendant. Yeah, attendant yeah, at the gas station. Cashier. Yeah. So. She uh she got me a job. I had to get a work permit from my school, mm -hmm. and I my job was to refill all the windshield wiper fluid <laughs> outside, stack the napkins out there. Um, I also had to of course like sweep up, mm -hmm. and I got paid ten dollars an hour, and I got all the day old donuts I could eat. <laughs> what? That was the Fuck greatest that job $10 ever. $10 an hour. Damn, donuts. donuts, I would have worked for that. And my mom would get the donuts, right? And uh, she would put them in the freezer. She's like, so you can have even more. And I was like, you are enabling me. This is not going to end up. She helped you preserve donuts? So Wait, how do you reheat a frozen donut? What? what? How do you reheat one? The same thing you heat I've never reheated. I've never put a donut in the freezer. I hope you don't have to. So, uh, so... I only work like maybe three hours a day, uh -huh. if that. Okay. So I only did that for maybe like a month, and then the, the owner was like, "It's too young to work it," and I was like, "I got to work for me." He's ten years old. You know what I mean? That was that job, and then a host of other ones. But the last job was Payless. I worked okay. at Payless. Payless Shoe Source. Yeah, before I went full time with comedy. Okay. Uh, I think I told you that story, but I, I don't quit. know that you did. Tell me again. 
you were selling. I just couldn't see you as a shoe salesman. Well, first of all, I'm a great salesman. <laughs> uh, I just went and buy shoes from you. I was doing comedy. I was like four months in, okay. and I was selling comedy tickets right around uh, like the mall, like uh-huh. outside mall. And uh, the woman who's the manager, and name was Rolanda. Mm. She's like, uh, she was like, I don't want to. You know what? I might come to your show, but uh, how much money you make out here? I'm like. I might make like a hundred a day, you know what I'm saying? Uh, Selling, you know, like two for 10. And she's like, okay, well, what if I could give you $9 an hour and it's guaranteed money and, you know, you work here? I was like, what would I do? She was like, you got a nice smile. Why don't you just welcome people into the store? And I was like, all right. So for the next seven months, my job was to say, as women came in, of like, hey, welcome to Payless. You were just a Buy greeter? One, get one. Greeter. You didn't have to put them on the, the, the shoes on the. You were just a greeter. Greeter. I would help women find their sections, but it's only three aisles. Look around. Man. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> three <laughs> aisles. <laughs> Get over there. So y'all got something in the way. You got nothing in the back. All the shoes with you got out of the front. <laughs> so I quit that job when I got my first comedy book. Right, right, right. You did tell but, me that story. Okay, yeah. Yes. But uh, my whole point is... Um, all of my none of my jobs lasted mm-hmm. because I knew that these were temporary. I knew what I wanted to do with my life since I was seven. I knew that I was going to be on TV. I knew I would have a certain amount of popularity. Mm-hmm. I would be working with the people that I idolized. So every wow. job, I never really took it serious because I was like, well, this is just So temporary. it was like a holding pattern for you yeah. until you got to that. Yeah, but That's getting your parents and people to believe <laughs> that you're going to be who you say you're going to be is the hardest part because – my parents are very hardworking people, right? Mm-hmm. So too. my mom had two jobs. My dad was always working. Mm-hmm. So to tell them, hey, I'm going to be in California. <laughs> I'm going to be jokes. on TV telling jokes. <laughs> second, second, quack, quack. When I tell you every joke I told, they gave me with a side eye, like, oh, you going to move to Cali with that? <laughs> with that bullshit? You better tighten up. Tighten up, youngster. Tighten mom. Up. I'm go back to Cali. So I always knew it was going to work out, and uh, you have to have that. And I think for you, circumstances right when we had that conversation right that conversation was supposed to happen because you needed somebody who wasn't in your immediate circle to mm-hmm. tell you that you can do this and that's the wild thing that i think and i think that's why i even bring up still you know you know conversations like this because i feel like there's millions of people who are in that same thing and i yeah. guess my biggest thing to tell them is just just go just figure it out like yeah. just get over the fear because i think there's a much bigger fear and not, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And not, you know, shooting your shot at whatever it is. I'm going to say this right now. Cole, we going over tonight. If you got to charge Cole, me Cole. to do the shit, <laughs> we going over. Okay, uh, but so, keep going. Okay, for sure. So, um, that just kind of threw my No, my no, no. Thought. But it's, when but you it, get inspired, uh-huh. you need people to inspire you. Yes. You have to run into, that's why you can't just stay in the house. Even mm-hmm. if you stay in the house, reach out to somebody that you don't know, right? Yeah. Don't reach out to me. I'm not saying, <laughs> but I'm saying reach out right. to people that you don't know that you might be inspired by because that'll mm-hmm. change your life. You know what I'm saying? No, absolutely. Um, and that's, that's I'm telling you, that's like what I've really been on, man. It's just what I'm starting to realize about life in general is that it's just really about a management of time. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? That's just the biggest thing. So just taking your time and just using it as a valuable resource, that's the type of time I'm on. Yeah, man. I mean, look at you now. Yeah, I mean, you know. You so, are yeah. a dope boy. People know you. People love you. <laughs> yes. And oh, I'm out here. that's what you said. When you said you had done, you were afraid to do the, uh, the parodies because you'd mm. always had like... For lack of better words, you had a machine behind you, right. and you were scared of doing your own. Mm-hmm. You're looking at somebody that created his own machine. Mm-hmm. You got to remember all the time where you were mm-hmm. over there killing it all deaf. Y'all got Bruh. this. Y'all got Russell behind right, you. Bro. I had this kind of phone shooting my videos, mm-hmm. and a couple of people who were like, "I believe in you," mm-hmm. and they come. So the right. fact that you already have started 
your platform, they're mm. gonna come. Right, and I just I just keep telling myself that every day, and really what I'm trying to get into the motor of doing is just being able to throw up content all the time and not think about it. Like, I've been around some really great people that have just like, you know, shown me by example of what they do. They were putting up content every day, and they just yeah. was throwing it up so much to where you just, you don't you don't check and see what the views are, the comments, because you're like, I gotta do another one tomorrow. So that's the zone I'm trying to get into. And I'm thinking, I'm, I'm, thinking I'm starting to feel like, get that old, like that familiar feeling back. Like I had put up an old, the old blame on the food period yeah. i was just like no you've been doing this your whole life you yeah. just gotta stick to it just do stick with what you do and what makes you happy you did one of my first let me tell you how hollywood you were when you did this <laughs> you did one of my first i had just hopped into instagram doing sketches right uh and yes people we call them sketches we don't call them skits because we're not seven uh <laughs> we gotta just start doing sketches on ig uh and i was like hey dope boy come shoot to join me dope boy we did the battle in 09 okay which you created this amazing rap battle thing. Mm -hmm. I said, hey man, I'm doing IG now. Why don't you come and we do like a new version of that mm -hmm. same punch? Mm -hmm. You're like, all right, cool. <laughs> when I tell you, Doughboy got to the set. As soon as he got to, hey, how long? Uh, Let, how long I remember you? that exact day. It's so weird that you say that. I was drinking heavily back You're then. You're lying. Have I was so hung over what? that day. I remember, because I had only been to that sketch house once or twice, and yeah. the one time I went, was with you and just as you said that I was just like oh I was so hammered the what? night before I just wanted to get home and go get some sleep I had no idea I don't even remember us shooting that sketch I've never even seen it this I these see these are recovering alcoholic moments that happened I don't even remember the sketch no way I, I can't even tell you how trash I was in it but I remember now that you say that I remember it happening but I don't remember the sketch or how bad I was in it because here's the difference <laughs> if you ever get the opportunity to shoot with Doughboy uh, Doughboy is the most professional he is the most caring and loving when it comes to your projects <laughs> and but when you shoot with somebody else you'd be like drinking shaky ass doughboys like that uh, norm, no because I, now I think about that a couple of weeks ago I was rushing but I, it was a Sunday I normally wasn't working on Sunday so glad you brought that up what did you say to me the other day you said uh, I ain't got it like that to be taken off Sundays doughboy <laughs> like nigga you better work every day let me tell you something ain't no Sabbath and no rest when you, when you try to get that paper <laughs> doughboy <laughs> told me months ago this is years ago you were like yeah man I don't really do nothing on Sunday I was like what he's like yeah I don't I don't really do nothing on Sundays, bro. I kick it. I was like, all right. Because me, even on my off days, I do something productive because it's like, I think about that Jay-Z lyric, mm. you got to bite the bullet until you stuff in your face. You know what mm. I'm saying? So I'm like, bro, am I where I need to be? I got to keep working. I can't take this day off or I can't do that. Or like when I went out of town before the world shut down, mm -hmm. I had created, I had shot about 20 sketches. Mm-hmm edited them all, scheduled them all. Mm -hmm. So for the time that I was out of town and maybe two more days after I got back, mm -hmm. I didn't have to work. Okay. Just to make sure that, you know, the machine kept right, running. Right, right. So you kind of have to do that if you ever want to take some days off. Like I'll do all my work in a day to make sure I can chill for the week. I've, I've come up with even a different philosophy. Yeah. I think that when you're an entrepreneur and you're into business by yourself, mm -hmm. there, are, there are no days off. You take breaks and rest when you can. Woo! 
Like you can't, like I can't, like I think me saying Sunday was not only because of, you know, just my church upbringing and Uh you know that, but even more than that, I was an employee. I was working Monday through Friday. Friday, Saturday and Sunday seems like the time to take off. I don't have that luxury anymore. Like if I, especially now that I'm thinking like that, Sunday is actually the best time for me to work because everything is closed. And ain't nobody working. Traffic is much less. And it's like, you know what I'm saying? It's easier to get people. It's an easier day. So I had to like read. And plus, apparently, this has been going on for 41 years of my life. And now that I'm living in these apartments, they want the rent every month. They don't take no months off. They don't ever just be like, nigga, just get it to us when you can. We ain't tripping. They they want it every single month. And I'll be looking at that check in the account balance like, you ain't going to do what, when? It, I had to tell myself, and I had to even tell Tony the other day, because I was just like, man, I'm tired. And she was like, I'm tired. I'm like, nigga, how are you tired? And I'm the nigga. I'm providing. <laughs> I'm the, like, you t- I'm tired from watching you be tired. Oh, but let me tell you something. If you are, because I think she she posted one day, she was like, <laughs> I was telling Doughboy how hard it is being a stay-at-home girlfriend. Man, and I say, listen, I listen. We don't even want to have that. Listen. I say, I, bro, what? like, bro, I don't even understand it, bro. Like, I don't. My my like like my the way that I'm like and how I seen Dr. Dre's wife up in court arguing tooth and nail trying to get two million dollars a month. She felt like everything that she contributed. We ain't never heard of her making a remix to the Chronic 2001. Nothing. We ain't never heard her spit a hot sixteen. You telling me you think you did something? Listen into that man's creative process to warrant. No, no, no. Let, let me let, let me listen to me. I'm brother. not gonna interrupt you. Two million dollars. So you think whatever you did in this marriage with this man for twenty years gives you a lifestyle of twenty four million dollars annually? Get the fuck out of here. I think the system is broken. May I? Yes, you can. <laughs> uh, one. What is wrong with the system, CT? In my simpiest voice. Mm-hmm. Do you know if she was his personal legal advisement? No, I don't know that okay. she Okay, because she is a lawyer. Okay. She's been with him his entire career. Okay. No, it's not his entire career. They well, got I'm together. sorry. 96. Okay, 96. killing shit way before He was then. killing yeah. it. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> in marriages, legally, okay. when you are a provider- We finna have this conversation, goddamn. I didn't want to have it, but we're going to have we it. We got to have it. We're going to have it. Uh, when you're a provider, mm-hmm. you're providing for her lifestyle. She's grown accustomed to this lifestyle. Okay. And if that equaled two million a month that he was providing for her, maybe an allowance, maybe you know her buying things. Also, she's a woman, mm-hmm. so that legally you gonna take that ill. I have known very few men to walk away unscathed. Jeff Bezos, his wife got like eight hundred million. Bro, yeah. this system is flawed, bro. And I'm and I am not for one. moment. I'm not disagreeing. I'm with not you. for one moment saying that if a if a if a if a marriage fails and a woman was completely dependent upon a man. Okay, I get all that. But some of this shit is just starting. And that's what I'm saying. When she said that, when Tony said that, like you don't know how hard it is to to be a stay at home girlfriend. How the fuck is that hard? Listen. How wait how how hard is it? How hard is it? How? Well, I'm gonna tell you how hard it is. How? Let me say something, dope boy. When you a bad bitch, staying in the house is hard. That's number one. That's difficult there. to just sit in one, even if, during a pandemic. If you a bad bitch, <laughs> right, right? I'm not saying if you a right, mud duck. Right. If you a right. mud duck, don't nobody want you to come so, out. <laughs> stay in the house, please. Crack, crack, please. <laughs> but if you a bad bitch, right. you got to go out them streets. And the fact that she's not in them streets, let me tell you, that's something, worth money. I've learned okay. something from watching have, y'all's okay. relationship. Okay, what have you learned from from watching it? You could just be honest, because this is the Just Us League podcast. With all it's due just respect, just us here, man. Tony, 
Tony will off to the streets. Now, when I say this, <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm saying this in a C-T, way. Listen, C-T. let me finish it. C-T. Let me finish you it. You know you're going to start World War Three when she sees this. to let me I'm going to have to fight for my fiance's honor. She's How dare you? <laughs> listen. Tony's for the streets? No. Clean this up. I did not say four. <laughs> oh, you said what? I said belong. So now, she belongs to the streets? Let me finish, no boy. Uh, <laughs> when I say Tony belongs to the streets, okay. I am saying that Tony is a very beautiful woman. Okay. Tony is very astute, mm-hmm. and she has fellow friends that are for the streets. She belongs. What does it mean for. to belong to the streets? All right. When you belong to the streets, <clears throat> you are used to being a stay-at-home whatever you want at that time because you're not a mud duck. When you so bad, you can get So you can live a... a, a a, a upper echelon life because yes. of the what your face affords you and your figure. And whatever she makes the man she's with feel like. If a let me say something, a woman can give a man the confidence to run through a brick wall. Okay. I wouldn't have accomplished I would have accomplished a lot, but I would have not have accomplished <laughs> some of the things that I've accomplished if it wasn't for Tangerine. Okay. Now, with that said, that's because she gave me the confidence and the belief in myself that sometimes I lack. Does she belong to the streets? No. Wait, wait, how are you going to nah. Because but my girl belongs Tangerine to the streets? is the streets. Here's the okay, difference, so bro. Tangerine is the streets, so, yes. so Tonisha belongs to Tangerine? Well, let me say anything. <laughs> tangerine <laughs> is the streets, meaning okay. this is how you know your lady belongs to or is the streets. Okay. When your lady okay. just randomly has to start twerking and you got to get every day look to stop. <laughs> but Tony, Tony don't do stuff like that. In front of you yet. Listen. <laughs> so you think this is coming to. Listen, brother. <laughs> when you got to tell your girl to chill on some fast, when she being fast, uh-huh. she belongs. Second okay. thing, when she knows how the game goes, meaning when she can, you can't get your lie out quick enough because she knows the truth. Okay. She knows the game. The streets is the game. The streets are you're lying. The streets are I know what other girls do because I used to A used to do that. Okay. B have girls that still do that. Okay. C I can see this coming a mile away because I've dealt with guys like you who have tried to do this to me. That's the streets. When I say so I belong belongs to the streets, to that. So it's she not belongs, because I'm a whore. So it's because she, I know how the game goes. So she belongs to the streets because she has lived a life and her 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 physical yes. prowess has afforded her a certain amount of a lifestyle to be involved in the game enough to know how it works, the ins and outs, the ups and downs, all the way of it. So she has to belong to it because she's a proverbial master of it. Yes. Compared to a mud duck mm-hmm. who has just been a sacrifice to okay. the streets. Now, when I said the, so how I, she sacrificed? Remember the so example. So she sacrificed the tangerine. Okay, cool, cool, got it. Remember the example that I gave. That I said her girls are for the streets. Okay. I don't know all of them, but I'm saying if she has a friend mm-hmm. that you know, every time she with that particular friend, you like, please just don't come on break. <laughs> <laughs> That's what four is. Okay. Like her best friend's like a stripper. I haven't said too much. <laughs> Damn it. And I'm not saying all strippers. Yeah. I'm saying some. Okay. Okay. Now. To go back to this, when I, okay. I'm not saying physical problems that you're saying. I'm not okay. saying that she's uh, having sex with everybody. I'm saying that she knows the game and she knows that she does not have to work okay. because she will only deal with men. She said this on the show before, too. She's mm. dealt with men who've had it together. She didn't want to deal with no dude that's on the couch or living with his mama. 
We've talked about this. I'm only using facts. So, so, so she belongs to the streets. Now, do you marry a woman that belongs to the streets? And how can you hard not to de, de belong? How do you de belong her from the streets? Once, once, once the streets, her. always the streets. Now so she's always so. So she could just one day choose. She could hope to aspire to be the streets, i.e., a tangerine. Yeah, that means you've mastered. You're like Sung Zoo of the streets. You know why tangerine? Is that Shang Sung? Shang Sung. You know the guy that can be everybody. Uh, <laughs> the reason tangerine uh, is the streets. Okay. Is because Tangerine now has a ring. So the ring now makes you the streets. Because now you're a pro player. You off the court. You're now just coming you up with this just now. You've known this. You why have you waited until now to tell me? You don't ask me a lot of questions. <laughs> now when we now we're talking about basketball, okay. she's no longer a player on the court. Is she a coach or is she an owner? She's now in the box watching the game so because that's like what is the streets is. So she's not even on the bench with the other. No, with the other. why should she have to get sweaty when she has pawns to do it for her? Come on, man. Now, where your lady is So, right also, now, then basically what you're saying is just propose to her, and then she now doesn't belong to the streets. She belongs to me, but she was of the streets, and now she is the streets. Yes. Once you get that ring on her <laughs> finger and y'all say, I do, now she's in the box office with the owner. She's sitting in the owner's seats. I still, but then in the event that it doesn't work out, I got, I, it doesn't work out, I got to give up half? Oh, you got to give up half. Let me tell you something. I had a conversation. We had an argument where we start talking about money, Tangerine and I, and I thought... No. <laughs> I thought I could just write a little check. Yeah, yeah. Hey, you're going much better. She was like, oh, no. <laughs> you have earning potential. I was like, what does that mean? See, Does that mean you can get okay. money for what I haven't made yet? She this, was like. This is the other thing I want to ask you about, and then we can move on to the second yeah. part of our show. I know we're running long. I'm sorry. But hey, we're going we got, tonight, we're going baby. Tonight. Okay, so listen. Kevin Samuels is a dude I've been watching a lot, right? And he has been just. Love Kevin. He's been saying a lot of things. He's like changing my life and revolutionizing my mind. Uh huh. But did you know that basically he was saying that only 10% of black men make over $100,000? Only how many percent? 10. Black men. Black men. That's what he says. Not my facts. That's what he said. If we're talking about the population of America or the population of black men. Just black men. Just black men. No, no. I mean, I get the understanding of mm -hmm. 10% of black men, but I'm talking about 10% of black men being that there is 30% of black people that make up the country, mm -hmm. or is he saying 10% out of the 100% of just black men? I don't know how he broke out. Okay. He's just saying 10% of niggas is only getting over $100,000. So that made me feel like I'm a different type of nigga because I make over 100K. So, but this is what he was saying that was just really kind of rearranging my mind. So when women want to get with a guy, yep. right? And and they, so you know what this nigga's bringing to the table. He's making 100,000. People like us, we we have a, a potential, a earning potential that's really kind of infinite. Like we can make it into the millions, might make it into the billions. Like not everybody has earning potential right. to do that. So he was basically saying, what does a woman bring to the set, to the situation? If she's not working, so she can't do all those things. She can't, so for, 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 for argument's sake, with Dr. Dre and his wife, okay, cool. She's not making these beats. She's not selling headphones. She's not doing anything. But she's doing something that is supposed to be quantified to 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 equate to money. So what does a woman do to equate for even just to say a hundred thousand dollars? Is it that she cooks your meals? Is it that she says nice things to you? Like what is it that a woman does that could equate to a hundred thousand dollars that she's not making at a job? Let you me ask you a question. I do understand okay. that's what you're saying, but I have to get your thoughts on this before I give you your answer. Okay. And I'm not trying to be rude by answering a question with a question. I'm that's just fine. trying to get my personal clarity mm -hmm. so I don't give you the wrong answer. Yes. For you, you have a daughter. I do. Let's say you decide to have another child. Right. I'm, I'm, I'm trying. I want one. I got to have a, another doughboy. The world won't be the same without another version of I don't think you want this. a kid to be called Fat Tony. <laughs> 
So <laughs> you've been through that. So hopefully he don't have to go through that. So listen, in you in the event that you have another child, right? The lady that bears your child for you. Yes. I'm assuming because of what you do, Most, she's going to be a stay-at-home mom, perhaps, right. right? Yes. So in that event, this this woman mm-hmm. taking care of your child, that means educating your child. That means bringing your child up with a certain set of values that you might not be able to be there 24-7. You might be filming a movie. You might mm-hmm. be doing your project over here. She has this child more than you. She's homeschooling before the school start, mm-hmm. teaching the kid how to read, doing all these things, cooking, cleaning, also making sure she's an amazing woman to you, keeping the house up, right? Mm-hmm. Keeping you cool after a stressful day. You would not put a value on that. I'm I, asking I, I'm you. trying to. No, no, I'm asking you, do you find those things valuable? I do find those things valuable. Okay. And they're great. All right. But let's just let's just take it out of the kid situation because that's a different conversation. Let's just take it to two people being married. Like you were just saying, you were just having a, a conversation with your lady. You were yeah. like, I'll write a check. So in that, so let's just say, just take kids out of it because I think that's a different dynamic. You know, but with just two people. Just two people. Two individuals. Okay, now let's just say, you know, in this situation, what does your woman bring to the relationship? Like to that if you had to quantify it into money, what things does she do and what dollar amount would a person be able to put on it? Okay. It's just, it's, just, it's just kind of now odd that to I have say this it's answer priceless. Because you answered that way. Okay. I'll speak for myself. Mm-hmm. Tangerine mm-hmm. has provided countless material for me mm-hmm. to develop on stage, mm-hmm. make money from. Uh, make content out of mm-hmm. and monetize, right. right? So I could genuinely say that I could have accounted for at one point a very hefty number that mm-hmm. she was responsible for because right. of this. Just from just giving you ideas, this brainstorming. This idea, not brainstorming. Or just, just being around a person enough to organically. No, listen. Okay. The things that she does mm-hmm. that have annoyed me, I've been able to create material out of and monetize. But wouldn't that be more speaking to your gift than it is whatever she's doing? I have to be influenced. Okay. So if she does something to piss me off, now that just created a monetary amount right after I do what I did with it. Right? Mm-hmm. So let's say, for example, a Doughboy situation. Mm-hmm. This podcast wouldn't be what it is mm-hmm. if we didn't have a relationship and weren't inspired by each other or react to each other the way we do. True. Right? Right. That is a certain amount that can grow. Okay. So with my relationship with my wife, had she not given me these influences, mm-hmm. it would have been like, oh yeah, get take get out of here. You've not contributed anything. Right. But because of what she's contributed, I can't say how much she's uh, earned or deserved because like you just said with Dr. Dre's lady, mm-hmm. his ex-lady, she didn't write any beats. She, mm-hmm. I mean, she didn't write any uh, songs. She mm-hmm. didn't create any beats. She didn't do this. She didn't do that. Mm-hmm. I'm giving example, a small example mm-hmm. of what this woman has done for me that I can track. Not only that, but the things that she's been able to do for my own uh, mental, my spiritual, and my emotional well-being. So that would be why courts quantify it and say half because they they just say it's easier just to say 50 50 on a split you know i just I don't and know, women I, will always win in court i guess like the more i was hearing him say that like and i'm even looking into my you know my own relationship you no, show and, me a guy who's got more money out of a divorce than a woman and i will happens. show you a guy who has just told her 
<laughs> so that's just, but that's the thing. I guess I, I, I'm just trying to wrap my brain around the system. I think it's flawed, but I don't think I'll ever totally get it. But let's. It's time. It's time. Let's move on. Let's move on. It's so, time to bring our guest in. Our guest is here. Um, do you want to intro him or should I intro him? I or? think you should because I'm okay. gonna give you the setup and I want you to knock it out the park. Okay, cool, 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 cool. This guest, mm-hmm. uh, first of all, I am a proud. Mm-hmm. I don't even say like this about people but i've seen this guy he's what i want to say 18 or mm-hmm. something like that this guy 19 shut the fuck up okay <laughs> anyway <laughs> this guy is like a little brother uh-huh. i love this dude mm-hmm. he's world famous mm-hmm. the world literally loves this guy he's yeah, one of the funniest people on the planet you guys are like batman and robin Doughboy, take it away Yes, man. And that, the dude that we were bringing to the show, man, I look at him like a little brother. I don't feel like blood would make us any closer. We've worked on a million things together. You guys have seen us with Teddy versus Doughboy. You've seen us on the studio. you see us on a bunch of different stuff with All Deaf. We've been rocking for a little bit over a decade or close to it. Shout out to my brother, the one, the only. Teddy Ray. Teddy Ray. What's up, boom, buddy, boom, 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 What's up, player? What's up with it? Man, What's up with player partners, man? Man, we out you here. You're doing the screen calls. So yeah, can, can we get the screen thing going on? So we can see if so I ain't got to keep turning to the left and the right now. Right. There he is. Young hey. My man. How you yeah, doing, yeah. Teddy? How you doing, I'm Teddy? I'm blessed, man. I can't complain. How y'all feeling? Oh, man, man, thanks for being patient. We was up here getting yeah, it in. Yeah, man. Sorry, we was having a, a soul, Barry said. Did you have anything you wanted to add on any stuff that we were just talking about? I'm not married. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> y'all over here talking about writing checks to me. I'm, I'm over here arguing with the checks still from the bitch. Like, hold on. You ordered two mojitos. Two mojitos. Goddamn. King Crab legs. Not King Crab, bro. So, so I think it's, I think it's a, a, a dope question to ask, Theodore, because you're going into the point where your career. Wow, we'll call him Theodore. <laughs> right. You're going to the Fact next. <laughs> so you're going to the point where your career i've hey, seen I, your career from the no beginning boy just i would have fought every day to change my name Facts. <laughs> with fizz feet i don't give a fuck we, you not just finna sit up and call me fat tony every day. it happened Especially man in the pool. I, I did you have a shirt on in the pool did no you have i would no never shirt? be the fat guy with his shirt on in the good pool i don't believe in that good for you nigga fat niggas take your shirts off tell you you used to have your shirt on in the pool back in the day when i was littler Yes, but then I hit my fuck it age, and then how about that? What was that? What age did you hit the fuck it at? Like 15, 16. Okay, yeah. when, that, they, when that pussy hit my life. Ooh. <laughs> let's uh, let's watch the exclusive. For real, oh, I want to keep the money on this thing. <laughs> so no, so I, I think it's a, d- a dope time to ask Teddy this right now. So yeah. you're at a point where your career. You about to pop, and anybody that knows, we've been around you, you know, as your, as your boys, like, you starting to hit a stride now where he just did a show with Burner, the dude that's doing the weed on 420. He's got another, a lot of other ex- exciting positive Let's things talk, He's up. also done the white stuff, and which yes, means exactly. that he's already popped, but so he's going to continue to get- Continue, and yeah. you're almost there. So now, and then we can even open this up to you, CT, yeah. do you feel like getting a woman in your life right now will help take you to the next level and even keep you going, or do you just want to keep going with what's got you here? No lie, I felt every word CT said about a woman actually helping you. Not like I, you know, I call women million dollar muses sometimes mm. just because they don't even know. Just you being here and you giving me interaction is inspiring. Yes. Wow. Like, no boy, I love you. I'm not, you know, it's only so much inspiration. <laughs> <laughs> I'm again sitting next to you, my nigga. You feel me? Like, facts, <laughs> facts, facts. So, yeah, I just. You know, I had a girl last time. I damn near was like, I, 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 if we ever 
called it quits, I'll give you the whole checkbook. <laughs> so, so you damn near that inspiring. So you and I know I could boss up and do it again on my own. Just. So you co-signing what he says, the value of a woman, you really can't put a dollar amount on it. It got to be the right one. Yeah, the right one. Tangerine Not just a is, random. is uh-huh. a rarity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She is a, a rarity. Like when he was making the whole just... Like she the Don Cornelius of the streets, <laughs> nigga. Like she make the other bitches hit the scramble board and do all that other goofy the shit. Like board. <laughs> I, I I felt it, but yeah, I'm, so, I'm looking for I'm looking for one of them. So you ready? So if you find her now, because you know you've been Teddy been I out here. I feel like I got her. Yeah. I mm-hmm. just gotta. It's just things I gotta adjust in myself. Listen, man, pull the trigger, jump in the pool, propose. Whoa, whoa, whoa! whoa. Hold on a second. <laughs> you gotta do it. How old are you now, Teddy? <laughs> I'm 30. Wow, you're 30? Remember yeah, man, little Teddy used to be 18? Jesus Christ. Okay, listen, man. Don't propose off top. Man, uh, you have to, How long y'all been dealing with each other? Uh, Me and her, I've known her since a child. Okay, like, how long have y'all been together? Three years on and off. All wow. right, so that means she are, she's known your family. Oh, yeah, we've been okay. connected. So this is what I'll say. If you feel... If you feel if y'all broke up today that you couldn't find another her, then the answer to your question is, let me build a life with her. Facts. But if you can say, honestly, if you broke up with her today, that you would be cool and never even think of her again, as far as being like, oh, yeah, she was cool. If that's it, then... That's not the one. That the you Leo would be be saying that about every bitch. <laughs> I be thinking every chick is the one. I've, I've thought that a lot of times in you my life. You fall in love very fast. So how do you do? You, how do you know who's the one? Like how do you like what separated her for for most other chicks to use? Is like this, what he said, if I could cut her off and I still, I had a chick I cut it off not too long ago. Didn't think about it. Mm-hmm. I I had peaceful nights of sleep and <laughs> eating and shit, just licking my thumbs, all kind of shit. I was licking, licking my your thumbs, thumbs, living beautifully. <laughs> And I was like, oh, damn, I did just coldly cut this bitch off. Coldly? You got to. You can't. Literally. Yeah, because you don't want to leave room for uh, For nothing. So so would you say that you and her were friends for a long time? Who, me and the girl that the I really that you, like? That the, the one that you really like. Are you? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so that brings me to our next question. I want to I Wait, wanna... before you say that, okay. th- this is why she's important, Teddy. She's known you when you were just funny in school. Right. And that's how you know that she doesn't just want your money or your potential. Right. Just remember that. Keep going. All right. So I want to ask you guys this, and there's a it's a pretty uh pretty viral clip going on, and we're gonna play the clip. We figured out the sound situation. Listen, we talked, I swear to get Cole, we, we're gonna fight over text one day this, because this, you don't <laughs> understand, man. Cole, I got so many comments on my Patreon <laughs> and my YouTube channel. Hey, what's good? What happened to the shine right here? Which jump happened? Sound like smart. one dude was like, I don't like the audience they added in. And I was like, What are you talking about? Audience. audience. <laughs> <laughs> and then I looked and I was like, oh, The clip played more than once. No, but what he did, he we we figured out what it was. Uh-huh. He accidentally was testing it just to make sure it was going. He didn't realize it was hot during the episode. That's what ended up happening. So we figured it out. Bada bing, bada boom. Cole, we're good. I need you Send to. <laughs> what did you say? I'll take him. Send it for me. Man. <laughs> I just Cole. need you to look at it Swole before Cole you send at it to us. So that's, and what if that's really his email? Swole I need you, <laughs> <laughs> I need you to look at it before you send it to us. Because these comments be what. And they I'm the only one who get the brunt of it because you don't be responding. All right, man. I got to get out there, man. My feelings begin hurt. All right, so, Pete. Um, Steve Harvey, so we're going to do the Steve Harvey one first. And we're not going to do the video because, you know, we're trying to monetize this thing. You know, they want the rent every month. So this is what Steve Harvey said a couple of years ago, and I want to get you guys' opinion on it. Play it, please, Woko. Friends are men. I don't have female friends. 
I don't. I'm, I'm incapable of that. You, you're an attractive woman. There are some guys somewhere saying, yeah, I'm, we're friends. No, that's not true. He's your friend only because you have made it absolutely clear that nothing else is happening except this friendship we have. We remain your friends in hopes that one day there'll be a crack in the door, a chink in the armor, and trust and believe that guy that you think is just your buddy, he will slide in that crack <laughs> the moment he gets the opportunity. Because we're guys. And you think most men think this way? He means the crack in that ass. One more. Keep going. That part. 99.9% of us think that way. Okay, pause. So we're I must represent the point zero 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 one. Oh my God. Is not that he says doesn't. I don't listen. Now, have I looked at what he says and the way that he says it? And matter before I even start, shout out to Steve Harvey. Yeah, great guy, funny guy, all that good stuff. Legendary. I don't want to come off like I'm attacking the brother for his opinion, but <clears throat> I used to have that state of mind, which I honestly feel is toxic. I feel like it's toxic for a lot of reasons. I think we got to stop training. Young boys and young and young. Well, let's just start with boys. I, I think you got to stop telling boys that that's the only time you're talking or trying to have a conversation with a woman is because you're interested in her. I feel like that's so. Like I have a lot of female friends that are just my friends, and I didn't get that. I didn't get them until I was in my mid thirties, mm. and I had realized that I was every because I was doing that. Every woman that I liked, I would try to start a fake friendship mm -hmm. to try to gain the trust to be like, mm. yeah. And when you really think about that, that's really disingenuous. Mm, it doesn't right. really come from a from a an honest place it's okay i know that you you won't allow me in so i'm gonna kind of act like i'm this and that and that's mm. how people get their feelings hurt that's how you people get friends on so i think that he's right and he's wrong at the same time mm. i think he's right because that's how it normally has been but i feel like it is up to people like us and younger people than us to tell the the younger younger generation that is not how you should be you should i don't think that you should try to date people that you're like trying to work with or I don't even know if that's even the thing I'm trying to say I'm not saying that you that you have to be friends with the, everybody that you're trying to date I'm mm. not saying that I'm saying that you can have people that say hey I just want to date this person but I don't feel like you have to say no I'm not going to have a friendship with you unless I have some type of intention or motive to it's not what he said but that's the 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 no, gist of what he said he's not a gist. that's actually exactly actually what he said you actually have to hear what he said he said the part that you're leaving out, okay. you gave everything else to prove your point. Okay. I'm going to agree with a lot of the things that you said, but the one thing that you did not acknowledge was him saying, ask as a woman mm. your male friends, hey, would you like to get down? That part. And he said 99.9% .9 of them will slide in that crack of opportunity mm. and take that down. Okay. Now what you said. No, no, no. He it, said no. He uh, that's no not what boy. he said. You're misquoting him. Oh, we just heard what he said. Do we have to play it again? Play, this, play, play it back. Again. Please run it back. Swole this call. brother got me all the way. Let's hear it one more time. Absolutely clear that nothing else is happening except this friendship we have. Oh no, no. We, but from the beginning, from the beginning part, so we can hear what he said correctly. Yeah. Please. All of my friends are men. I don't have female friends. I don't. I'm I'm incapable I'm of incapable. that. You, you you're said an attractive this woman. There are some guys somewhere saying, "Yeah, I'm. We're friends." No, that's not true. He's your friend only because you have made it absolutely clear. Pause. Pause. That pause. Wait. Let him finish okay, that okay, sentence. Okay. Nothing else is happening because she's made it clear. Pause, yeah. pause it. We. So he's saying that he's. So he. What he is saying is a man is only going to be your friend. If he tried to get at you first and you said no, and then he'll just settle for the for friendship. That's what which, he said. Which are facts. Now listen. 
<laughs> but that's Has what a, he said. No boy, am I able to finish my thought, brother? Is that is that okay? Yes, it was, it was, I thought it was just, just us. Okay, all right. <laughs> now, I'm here too. <laughs> now listen, uh, with a man, he just said, unless you've made it perfectly clear that nothing is going to happen, the man is going to be like, oh man, well I guess if I can't smash, I'm going to stick around as her friend. Now I'm going to ask you because I know that this is BS that you just said. Out of every friendship and friend zone that you've been put in. I've been there. Right. No boy. That you've been put in. I've been put in a lot. Are you telling me that you have you just randomly went up to women while you were single and been friends and just wanted to be friends? Absolutely not. Okay. And I am a I'm part, not done. And I am a part I'm of not the done. problem. Okay. I'm not done. Okay. Now, <laughs> he is saying, unless she's made it perfectly clear that nothing is going to happen. I have women friends. I've I also made an I'll be back video about this because I felt so strongly. Okay. I have women friends that I've never slept with. I also in some of those numbers have women friends that I'm like, "Hey, what's up?" Oh, okay. no. Okay. Well, I just be cool. <laughs> okay. Because the thing that you're not focusing on is him saying to the women, "Ask these male friends, would you smash?" Now, if those male friends said, no, I wouldn't smash you, genuine friendship on both ends, nobody wants the other one. But mm. if a woman has had to tell a guy, hey, I don't like you like that, and they stay friends, then that is part of the thing that he's talking about. Everybody's jumping down the wrong part of this, which is men and women can't be friends. That's not all he's saying. He's saying that the friendship that you have, he's friends with you because either A, it also depends on how y'all met. Mm. But either A, because he's tried to smash and you said no, and he's like, I'm going to settle for friendship. Or B, he hasn't told you that he wanted it, but if you gave it to him, he would take it. Well, why can't right. you just be somebody's friend? Okay, let's give it up. Teddy, what, what are your thoughts on this? Because I don't want to ball hog this. How do you feel, Theodore? I mean, I think Steve kind of was stating facts. Exactly. <laughs> it is extreme. I think that's It's extreme should, very much. Okay. I think um, I used to have a play sister in high school, mm -hmm. right? And every morning she would press her breast her breasts against my chest, mm. and I liked the way that felt. And mm. I was like, I don't want you to be my play sister no more. <laughs> she would just rub her chest against nah, your. We, we would just, you know, oh, we would hug, like, yeah, and, and okay. it was just she was soft. So I mean, <laughs> high school boy, man, them hugs Ooh, meant right. something. They did. That's when you going through the ultimate adolescence right. at puberty, man. So I just realized at that moment, I I got five sisters. I don't need no play sisters at all. Mm. Uh, I will accept women friendship because I respect women's minds. Yeah, and I, love I respect their lives, and I respect their choices, and all yeah. kind of other things. Um, I will say it probably took me to about twenty one, twenty two to have genuine connections mm -hmm. versus just me chilling, seeing if I could hit it or not. Right, you know, like just that kind of vibe. Just hey, whenever she. Right, and I Whenever think that she with it. I mean, she gonna be, you know. And it depends on how you meet, because yeah. that's a very important thing. Mm -hmm. I have friendships with women that I've met them in capacities where I would never try to even find out if I could smash, mm -hmm. because it's either been a professional environment or right. I mm -hmm. met them through a friend of mine. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? Like it's like, oh man. This dude is on my list of girls that I would never smash right, out, right. and this is how I met her. Mm -hmm. That friendship is off limits. She's just my friend. But if I met her in a social setting where I was by myself before I got that young ring on the finger, mm -hmm. then it's like, hey, 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 but, what? Okay, no? But, All on, right, well, we cool. But let me ask you guys this, and, and, and I'm pretty sure you guys have dealt with this or, or at least heard women say this to you at some point in your lives. 
most women will say they're not willing to be in a relationship with a dude unless they build a friendship first. So what so are we how even do you, talking about? So how do you even build, a, if like one thing can't be, you know what I'm saying? Like how do you get to the relationship if we're saying that you can't be friends with a woman? All so that means they will met. never get to. That's not true. I'm married wait, to wait, a girl wait, I want you to make sure you unpack what I'm saying. Yeah. I'm saying that what from what Brother Steve is saying yes. is that men are incapable Brother of Steve. having friendships yes. with women, right? You just gave two contradictory points. You gave his point, and then you said, but women, most women say that they have, can't be in a relationship with you unless what you I'm have saying a friendship. Is, so, just, just so people what I'm saying, if Steve is saying that men and women are incapable of being in friendships, mm -hmm. and women are saying they're not going to be in relationships unless they're built with on friendships, how do we ever get to the relationship that the friendships can't be built? Well, one, you don't listen to the guy without the vagina. That's the first thing. <laughs> Let's focus on the people with the right, vagina. So the women are saying you got to be their friend. So even though he said he can't be friends with a woman. He also said, and this is another thing that is, that is tripping me out about people reacting like this. And people don't even watch the whole video before they make a reaction. Mm -hmm. He also said, I am incapable. I, and I love that he did that. Yeah. Right. He started it off letting you know, mm -hmm. I'm not speaking for everybody. Speaking for me. And then he made the generalization by saying 99.9% .9 of men ain't turning it down. Right. And which no, are and, facts. And now, for your point, mm -hmm. women who say they want to be friends first is genius. And then you said, how do you become friends with these women? Mm -hmm. I'm married to a girl that I was her friend first. I tried to get it off top. She's like, no. Nah. I'm like, all right, well, I ain't going to stop trying. You know what I'm talking right. about? But we cool. I'm always going to be your friend. Mm -hmm. And then you both see each other in a different light. But and you it ends see up what happening. you did? CT, you what? gave her that honesty. You, oh, gave yeah. her, you let her know, I'm cool with you, but mm -hmm. this is my intention. Exactly. It's right. when you hide your intentions. Facts. But see, that's, that, what, that's when it gets creepy. But see, that's where I feel like I feel like I've, for one, missed out on a ton of great friendships that I probably could have had with women because I always thought that I needed to say I was trying to be her friend to really later show her I'm really trying to date. So I'm, I'm, I am saying that I'm part of the problem and the solution. So I am part of the population that does that. So I'm just like, how do we untrain ourselves to think like that? Because I just feel like as niggas, we're gonna fuck it up all the time if we only will build a friendship if we get turned down or just if it's- Just have more conversations with women. Exactly. That's, that's what I'm saying. That talk, didn't come into my mid 30s. Talk to more women. Listen, I've right. had conversations with a lot of my women friends that I have not had sex with. And the conversations be so dope because I'll be talking to them. And a lot of times women will turn you off for you as opposed to them getting turned off by you. Like I remember uh, we use Takara as an example, right? Yeah. Takara uh, is hilarious. She's a great comedian. Yes. She's a beautiful girl. Yes. Um, I remember when I first met her, right? When mm -hmm. I first met her, didn't know she was married or anything at the time. Mm -hmm. I first met her and then she started talking about, uh, wearing sneakers without socks. And I was like, ugh. Like, that's something <laughs> that disgusts me, bro. Like, anytime <laughs> I see a woman wearing sneakers with no socks, that, she got some I swear to God, <laughs> every time I be like, let me try to see the echo line. <laughs> oh, she ain't got them on. I'm disgusted. Because I feel like I think about the after process. I'm like, oh, when you get home and you take them shoes off, it's, be a little tart in it's about to be Ooh. disgusting. And then you're going to put them warm, shoes on air. again, right? Yeah. Mm. Then you get the women. I don't be sweating like that. Shut your nasty ass up. <laughs> yes, you do. So she had said it on stage, and I was like, ugh. And then I learned she was married. Mm. And then I had already become friends with her and her man at the time. Mm. And we sustained a friendship. Never tried to smash her. Mm -hmm. And never even tried to find out that's because in the midst of us learning each other and having those conversations, like Teddy said, mm -hmm. you already know either A, I just got turned off by something, right. or B, you just like, oh man, this is gonna be a friend for life. 
And that's I, and I guess that's what I'm trying to find that balance in because like even like you know this that came up with Tony and she was just basically like you ain't finna have no female friends. I was like. Uh. Oh, Relax. thank you for have... telling me, stay-at-home yeah. girlfriend, what I'm going to do. <laughs> like, <laughs> why, why you at the crib? <laughs> where, where are you calling me from? Home. Now get Home. Out of <laughs> what time you coming? Can you bring a bitch a so, so let me ask y'all this. So in a relationship, in a relationship, do you let, I don't want to say let like you thank have you, Teddy, control over no somebody. boy is in the middle of something, he can't hear no jokes. I appreciate you, I Teddy. Jesus yeah. Christ. Go ahead, no I boy. I missed it. We're well, doing no. a comedy here. No, but no. The thing I'm saying, so if you guys are in a relationship, are you cool with your woman having men friends? Knowing how y'all think. Listen, man, I told you. Well, Teddy, go ahead first, brother. Hey, man. Hey, man, say, man, I'm from L.A. <laughs> <laughs> it's the home of players and palm trees, you feel me? So <laughs> Players and palm trees? It's, it's, it's hard Put for it on your shirt. lady <laughs> to not have some type of masculine influence in her life. Mm -hmm. Okay. She wants that. She needs that. She needs some type of counsel. You need some counsel when you... I'm a wild nigga. You I know, need, need to get talked counsel. off the ledge, and mm -hmm. you know that's that's. I don't think uh, I don't want to say you using the opposite sex, but sometimes you just need to get a difference of opinion. And mm. your homies is only. I'm gonna give you terrible advice, no boy. You've given me it's, terrible advice. It's gonna be. <laughs> it's, I'm gonna give you some gems. Nigga drove my car when I was in rehab. It's a whole story. It's man, what happened? We'll with, tell well, story I wanna, yeah, go ahead, Teddy. This nigga told me to draw it. That's first. Oh, I don't doubt that. I don't doubt that you know, he just didn't give me no location to where I could go, I'm and I took it further than what he should. We absolutely tell him. He was that story like, "You could this. go to Ralph's into the store." I was like, "I'm going to He took it to Frisco. I'm going to Frisco with no license. With no, and they got a they got a ticket because they took a picture of it because he was driving in the in the carpool lane. Just seeing oh, this, you see this greedy nigga just <laughs> smoking weed, blowing well, I, too. No, I, I didn't do none of that because I didn't have no L's. And I was, I, in, uh, but I, was when in, I ain't got no L's. I drive Caucasian. But I was in rehab at the time, so then I call him like, "Hey, man, the rehab just got raided by the FBI. I'm coming home to get my car." He didn't believe that I really got out of rehab. I and, thought you was gonna say he didn't believe you was coming to get the car. <laughs> <laughs> this nigga was in L.A. because he was like, "I'm gonna be gone for sixty days." We half. Halfway through week two, he's like, man. I'm thinking he escaped. I'm thinking he made up some grand story. He just said, F the rehab. He wasn't, he wasn't rocking with it no Because that's a dope boy. That, that's believable. Right. And then I really, I Googled it. <laughs> it shit really happened. It was really real. Solid health. I was <laughs> like, wow. Wow. But nah, man. So y'all so y'all are cool with your, if your, your lady had dude friends. Y'all are cool. Players and palm trees. I... And number one, you got to understand that your woman has had a life before you. Right. Um, you had a life before your lady. Oh, I did. I am not a dictator when it comes to my relationship. She's an adult. She has. She owns her vagina, just like I own this elephant trunk. And <laughs> you can do what you want. You know, you're going to be hurt What? no matter what. You can be hurt if she does something or argues with whatever. But do you, you feel like friends. she can have genuine friendships with men that's just the basic that question. don't want to have sex with her mm -hmm. no and i'm gonna tell you why hilarious she had because i also said in my video i said the only guys who could have there okay i shouldn't say only there are a lot of guys who can have pure relationships with women without wanting them even if the woman says do you want to smash he'll say no right. a lot of those guys are gay right uh -huh. and the reason that i can't even stand fully behind that is because she had a gay friend Right. Mm -hmm. This gay Italian dude was her friend. They was working together. And <laughs> he told her one day because he had a boyfriend. They uh -huh. lived together and everything. He told her one day. Yeah. You know, he's the only guy I've ever been with. So, you know, what I'm saying if you ever want to, you mm. know, 
I was like, I can't even leave you with a gay <laughs> homie because he he was still shooting his shot. Damn. I, wow. That yeah, man. Greedy. Hey, he wanted it all. Man, this is trash, Come man. Come on, bro. Well, how's everybody been feeling, man? We ran a little. No, over no, no we're not we, done. So well, you want to talk about <laughs> the tell your favorite Teddy story? Okay. Well, that was part of it. So let me tell this story. Well, yeah. I guess I've told all the bullet points in that story, but I was gonna mesh it with another one. So to tell that story, so first of all, yeah, Teddy was there when I realized that I needed to go to rehab mm. because I had been drinking, and then I tripped into a toilet, and it came out of the floor, and then the water was just squirting up. So Teddy was there at the time, and he was just like, "Yeah, though, maybe it's." Sound like a Vince Vaughn movie. <laughs> so, so he's helping me like clean up the water and stuff yeah. and all that shit, right? So I'm like, all right, Teddy. You know what I'm saying the girl I was dating at the time, she was like, you need to go to rehab. So I'm like, all right, I'm gonna go to rehab. So I'm telling Teddy, I'm like, all right, man, I'm gonna go. You know, I got, I kind of had this situation like with my car. I had a, a guy. I used to call him the guy. So I didn't have a place where I was like leasing a car from. I just knew a dude. He was a tow truck driver, and he would basically lease out the cars to regular niggas like me without a credit check. And you'd have to pay him three hundred dollars a month. You just needed to keep insurance on the car. But he was like a guy. He really went business, Armenian dude, and you knew of you had to have course. the three hundred for him every month. But he was a cool guy. So I told Until you ain't got the three hundred. Exactly. Then you know you show up. It's <laughs> guns <laughs> everywhere. Like whoa, Vladimir, yeah. chill out. So no, so there's so basically, <laughs> so so basically, I'm letting him know like you know what I'm saying I'm about to go, and so I didn't have no insurance on yeah. the car, so I'm just like, all right, I was like Teddy, because Teddy had gotten me out of some pickles in life. He drove yeah. me home from a Super Bowl party. He was First always off, <laughs> before Doughboy even goes in, Doughboy needed a driver <laughs> at least every three days. Yeah. <laughs> Man, just give me to just the give me to the house. Just give me to the house. <laughs> so he would do so. I would let him drive the car certain times. So it was cool. Mm -hmm. So as I'm getting ready to go, I'm like, this is right about the time we were shooting some stuff. With so I was like, look, man, I'm gonna go. I'll be here for 30 days. Just stay here. I was like, you can drive the car like to the store, or whatever. Da da yeah. da. But it's cool. All right, all right, cool. So then I go, whatever. So then when I had left, I hadn't paid old boy his money, you know what I'm saying? So he's a guy that really doesn't play. So he had let me know, hey man, I drove by the house a couple times, I didn't see that car, because I told him the car was parked. I said, listen man, I said, the car is parked, it's not going anywhere, I'm going to rehab to better myself, this is a good thing. He was like, all right, <laughs> he was like, all right. But apparently he didn't think that I was the most honest fellow. So you know how my house, like my apartment is, so because he had a tow truck, like I guess like he has a thing to open up everybody's gate. So he would go and look at the parking spot and see that the car wasn't there. So I had I was checking my voicemail from rehab, just making sure you know my business was straight in the streets, and he was leaving messages like wow. he said, making sure his business was straight in the streets. Because it sounded like you said I was making sure my bitches was all oh, my yeah, business. I, I was, exactly. Business. I meant business. Yeah. I didn't have no hoes at the time. I swore. So business <laughs> in the streets was okay. Nuts, yeah, baby. So then I hear him <laughs> talking, and he's like, "Yo, I went by your house. I didn't see the car." So I'm like. Teddy, God damn it. So I called Teddy. I called him from rehab. I'm like, nigga, car ain't got insurance. Dude said he's looking for I was like, park the car, bro, da, da, da. Teddy's like, all right, man, don't worry about it, man. I got it. So then, boom. Fast forward two weeks. The place is a whole And by this sim. phone call, I'm back from Frisco. Okay, okay. So, <laughs> I'm back. I'm, I'm like, oh, we clear. The car parked. But he didn't say he had drove the car to Frisco. Yeah. Okay, cool. So by then, this phone call, I'm like, oh, we back. We good. We so, good. So then fast forward to me. I'm at the counselor lady's office at the rehab place. And I'm like, this something's just wrong with this place. I'm like, look, I got to leave. And she's like, no, why do you want to leave? You should stay. Get yourself together. You shouldn't be drinking. Da, da, da. All I hear is doop, 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 doop. FBI agents come in, set up, get on the ground, da, 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 da. Long story short, we're shutting this place down, insurance fraud, some other stuff. So I'm Somebody like, in the back getting a happy ending? So crazy shit going on, right? Nah. So I'm like, so now I'm two weeks in, so then I call. I call Tay, like, hey, man, it's crazy, man. 
Somebody, there was insurance fraud going on. So the nigga interrogates me for 20 minutes. Like, wait, what are you talking about? I'm like, nigga, apparently something was going on. I got to come home. He's like, oh, all right. I'm like, okay, I'm going to come home and get the car. Because he has the keys to the house car. Now, at any point, he could have just said, hey, man, remember that conversation we had the other day? Didn't say anything. I go all the way home, and just like the nigga that had been checking on the spot to look at the car, to, unbeknownst to me, the car ain't there. This nigga knows that I'm coming home, so I'm looking at, okay. And so then I call him like, Teddy, what's up, man? He was like, oh, man, what's up? Where you at, man? You almost, I'm like, Teddy, I'm here, nigga. <laughs> oh, man, look, I had an audition. So he's downtown LA. So I'm already pissed. So I'm like, all right, so told this nigga before I left, look, Teddy, you can have the house. I had four Ubers you can have the room. Me that day. You can have the, I told him, I said, listen, it bro. It was some last minute. I'm, I'm, not, I'm, I'm an ancient nigga, but I'll take accountability. I told Teddy, before I left, I said, listen, Teddy, when I'm gone, you can have yeah. the house, you can do whatever you need to do. Sleep in the bed, I don't care. Just don't smoke cigarettes in the room. And plus, nigga, like, I didn't think I had to say, but I didn't say nothing about alcohol, but I was just like, you know, I'm in, in rehab. So I go upstairs to the room. Blanket, just the room is just a mess. Nothing but cigarette butts and snack residue on my. On, I'm just like nigga. It was and already ten cigarettes. And then it's a and then it's a small bottle of Totino's vodka. And I'm like, mm, I just <laughs> And so I'm sitting here just. Of course he didn't know that I was coming home or whatever. So I'm just like, well, God must want me to drink. I go back to the sauce. <laughs> and oh, so, then, but I tell this story to tell this story. Yeah. So this is just to tell you the. The, like the, the unique person that Teddy is. Yeah. So that's that story, right? I was pissed off at it. We didn't talk for like a month, whatever, whatever. But then fast forward to last year when I was going through one of my toughest times dealing with alcohol, blah, 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 all that stuff. Teddy was the one nigga that was coming to my house, banging on my door, making sure I was good. So that's why I love that nigga so much because even though he pisses me off as a little brother, like, you know, nigga drove the car, like, whatever, I'll get over that. But he's always there to make sure I'm good. And even though I'm like a big brother to him, sometimes he's a big brother to me, like when I need him. Because last year, bro, I was, it was some tough times, some dark times for me. So him just pulling up and kind of just being there for me, that just shows you the dichotomy of what Teddy is to me. He's like, he can piss you off, but he can also be there to help save your life and keep you sober. Let me tell you something, man. <laughs> Teddy's amazing. These are facts. I've always been a fan of Teddy Ray. Uh, but Doughboy, let me tell you why he had so many questions when he when you called him from this rated rehab. It's always some shit with you, Doughboy. <laughs> it's always some shit. Always. You are like, you're without the addict side, you are Eddie King from Five Heartbeats. It's always something. So it's like, huh? Like, your life is full of so many adventures that can only happen to you. Oh, yeah. That you're like, no. You're like, yeah, man, I, I literally got into a fight with Denzel, but listen to what he said. Listen to what he said. You're like, huh? Like, that's your life. So I'm not shocked at any of those things. Uh, what ended up happening with the Armenian in the car? Well, his dude's name was Ralph. He was always super cool. Like, he kept it cool after that. I told him what happened. So he ended up getting me a different car after that, and I kept paying $300. And then once I just realized, hey, I've been paying this guy $300 a month for the past four years for really old vehicles, and I don't own anything about the vehicles. You could have just bought your so car. So I just went and ended up buying a car. And so, yeah, so I learned. So because of Teddy, I learned that I deserve better, and I stopped going to uh, Shifty Ralph. <laughs> no, but you're also the guy. Hey, Teddy, do you remember he bought that car? He bought the car that only went in reverse? No, it didn't go in reverse. Oh, it didn't go in reverse. I, I took so it as you an omen back from, up. I took it as an omen from God. I so felt like he didn't want back? Yeah, I feel like he didn't want me going backwards in my life. He only wanted me to go for Wow. No, but see that was the whole thing. I got the How car. How did you park? Nigga, you creatively, you only park where you can just go straight out. It'll make you get really creative about things. Parallel parking, a thing of the past. 
That it <laughs> then you bought the you got it repossessed. Okay, let me, let's just tell the story. What happened? Please. First of all, the place I got it called was some wild like no, re, it was called L.A. Repo. L.A. Repo. <laughs> L.A. Repo. <laughs> <laughs> so the place I got the car. And so, I said, why would so, you buy? So a car? I get the car, and basically, dude's telling me he's like, they told me straight up, like, hey man. The, the, it doesn't really work. Like, basically, it doesn't really work, but don't even worry, just, you know. So I kind of knew going into it, the car did not go into reverse, but for whatever reason, we take the car, You whatever. didn't think that was a valuable <laughs> I didn't, piece. whatever. It just it just was what it was. So then, you know, a couple, like, time goes by, whatever, and so then the, the warranty kicks in. <laughs> that's what it's supposed to be with a warranty. I don't want to get anybody a daddy here, but he, so he basically has a warranty on it, so then I take the car back, and then boom. So then they ended up fixing it, but for, like, the three weeks in between, I just couldn't go backwards, but I figured it, it was just going to be, like, just go forward in life. But the messed up part was, by the time they fixed it, so I stopped making the payments, because that's just what I do when it comes to car notes. I stopped, I stopped making the payments or whatever. And so I thought, because you remember where I used to live <clears throat> over on Riverton, there was a gate. I figured the rules were they couldn't repossess your car if they had to go over a gate. These niggas said, fuck a gate. They went in there and repoed my car and took it from me. And it was fully gate. functioning and working going forward at the time. Do you think you're the first person to not pay for a car and the repo man has to hop a gate? I thought that they couldn't do that. I thought that that just made it to where I was repo safe. Repo man get get that shit by any means. <laughs> they call him the repo man. He's a man. hero. He's a bounty hunter of vehicles. Yes. <laughs> I didn't know that. I thought I, I thought I could do the dash. The only weakness he has is bullets, <laughs> and he has his own gun. And then they came and took the car. So then basically, I had the car for like a month and a half, two months, and then it was going. It was it wouldn't go in reverse at first, and then it went forward, and then they drove it forward out, and and we had reverse and everything in it. So, wow, Teddy. <laughs> Teddy, yeah. here's the question that we have today. Uh, Doughboy says he found an article. This woman says that if she finds out a man ain't packing, she will cheat. How do you feel about this, brother? One of the city girls said that. Oh, which one, JT? I don't know which one. The one that's with Southside. Shout it. out to Southside. Oh, no, nah, Carisha. Yeah. Damn, Young Miami. She just got yeah. mad that everybody called her Carisha. Because <laughs> <laughs> I got a crush on JT. Uh, I, I mean... To each his own, you know. You don't I'm, feel like that's shallow? To each his own. No. You know, sometimes people is just shallow, and that's just what it is. Listen, uh, she knew what she, she was getting If she want to feel that, that power listen, and that pack and that punch. I take a very personal offense to this, and let me tell you why. Oh, you well, let's hear it. Absolutely. You because got a small wiener? <laughs> no, first of all, so this is the thing. <laughs> I grew up uh-huh. dating predominantly black women. Never. Okay. My first girlfriend was Mexican, but after that, it was all black women. Black women gave me a complex about my dick size very early in life. I was overweight, okay, mm. and they just made me feel like if I didn't have at least nine, I wasn't shining in these streets. Like, mm. That's just what they made me feel. Okay. That was the metric system, and I didn't have nine. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I just was like, okay. so And you know what I'm saying? It was just messed up because I was just I was overweight, too. Yeah. And so then as I got bigger, my dick got smaller. It just happened. Yeah. And so I didn't end up, the dick that I had, I ended up getting Could more. Could you please come up with another name for this? this I'm not about to have this video yellow. Keep huh? going. Okay, okay, so elephant truck. Is there we the go. Okay. All right, let's use it. So, so, so I was just under the impression the whole time that if I didn't have enough, that I just wasn't shit. And so yeah. then I ended up ballooning up to 486 pounds. Mm-hmm. Now, no matter how big my elephant trunk was at the time, it looked smaller proportioned over a 480-pound body. Uh. So... That so so now like you know my my elephant trunk is fine. You First know of all, stop saying it so condescendingly. <laughs> like it's right. you know what I mean. My, He's trying to you know grow it with the words. So <laughs> my elephant trunk. 
so my biggest thing is I think that's a because t- basically the context of the question was if a dude is dating you, he's taking you out, he's treating you good, he's okay. makes good money, respectable guy, all these yeah. good things, and then by the time it's time to have sex, you find out he's he's not packing at all. He's not yeah. he's not in in your size. She said that she would cheat on him. I just feel like. It's so unfair because mm-hmm. a lot of good women are missing out on a lot of good dudes just because you feel like his dick. I mean, his his elephant trunk ain't big enough. You got one more time. Ain't big enough. I just think it's trash. I think it's a terrible precedent to stay because when you think about it, as men, we don't have any control over it. It's just you get what you get, and like you go to the store and pick one out. So it's like I think the the other things that are important that you can basically have like control over is your work ethic how you operate as a person all these different things because that makes a woman climax let me hit you with this <laughs> right. and uh, that's what they be doing they be getting the jaguars with the bentley's <laughs> all of this stuff they be like that's tiny tiny, tiny man so y'all yeah. agree with this so if I, you listen got- dope boy i want to first apologize for whatever a woman has hurt you. <laughs> i think we should start there uh, second i want to apologize for you not being gifted in that department <laughs> I'm not saying I'm not gifted. I'm Listen, cool. Man, I just, I'm cool. I just understand. I had a porno star tell me I had a perfect size elephant trunk. I had a porno star tell me that. Perfect just made us comfortable. That she told me. <laughs> she said big was overrated. She said guys think that girls want a she, real big one. She was like, no, it hurts. It's painful. If a Yours woman is perfect size. That, it gets the job done. What if is, a woman says don't that. Say it. I don't say I don't need my ego quest. I don't need right. to hear it. You're right. So Let I'm going to finish with saying this. <laughs> She's already made her decision going into it. So for her to cheat on you is unfortunate, you know, but this is reality that you face unless you're going to uh, give her what she needs in another department. And y'all don't see no problem with that. Well, I'll put it like this. I just feel like it's unfortunate. Go ahead, Teddy. Say it, man. Man, I used used to kill babies that had lazy eyes and, and, and... And, and Down syndrome and all kind of other stuff. I don't know. I don't know if it's a bad thing. Dark fast. Yeah, that did get dark. Oh, you got two inches, <laughs> bro. It's but like this. y'all think. I just, I just feel like it's unfair because that's something that a, a, a dude can't even control. Yeah, but here's the thing, man. And I feel like I got shitted on by a lot of women because of that. And I if feel like you that sucks. can't come to the table with the size for her, then you got to go ahead and eat that box. You understand me? <laughs> and I I'll no just say that, but... I've never had to just eat the box. So <laughs> I can't. I just feel like the Swole Cole, chime in on this. You don't feel like this is a terrible. You don't feel like this is a terrible. And let I'm me not, tell y'all why he's let, bringing Cole. No, into let, it. And let me let me just no, let me just say this. Cole, you know you're I don't disrespectful. Come, oh, no, I'm not. Because you you know Cole is white. And no, because no, because y'all ain't agreeing with you me. You think Cole? And I don't want this to come off like Cole I got a small you. elephant trunk. I don't. Well, I'm, you are I'm an average size. I think I don't know. You're it's, giving too much energy. It's unfair, Cole. You got veins popping out your mouth. Yes, we already know you pressure right now, Cole. Hella pause. <laughs> Do you feel like that's a stupid thing for for women to be like discounting guys just because of their pecker size? Where did you go? Pecker, pecker size. <laughs> like I got sick and said, "Hella fancy." <laughs> we back to the seventies. With the fact, listen, man. So how do you feel about that? It just don't make sense that she was like, "I'm a cheat on him." That that but part, or or talk about the fact you're gonna find somebody else who does have a bigger. Cole, have you ever run into a problem where a lady has been unsatisfied with what you brought? Exactly, I, and that's why you asked him <laughs> because you thought he was gonna be on your side. No, I just I feel like <laughs> it's, he's not. I feel like Cole's it's a, face had me die. He was like. I just, 
I don't recall. I don't recall. Other guy whose name I don't know. Back me up on this. Have you ever had a situation where at least, if are you saying that you would at least agree that no, that's a stupid? No, just ask the question that we just. Have you, you shown like, up to a situation with a young lady and she hasn't been happy with what you brought to the table? All my girlfriends were scared by anything above like seven, so they they thought I was uh, perfectly adequate for the job. Wow. <laughs> scared of anything above seven? It looks like so I guess I'm just boys in the, the minority. minority. Okay. <laughs> this has been another great uh, episode of the Justin. <laughs> no, boy, you had hella hips too back in the day. Oh. I still have them. But it was... Worse. <laughs> you know the funny thing about Doughboy Teddy? I used to always laugh about this. Y'all would always get into this who's bigger uh, roast thing. That's how we started. Yeah, y'all were, you literally. <laughs> but Doughboy is always the pot call of the kettle. You always roasted people <laughs> who had the same issue you that's had. That's a Jedi mind trick. You'd be like, yeah, man, look at this fat mother. And it's like, <laughs> oh, <laughs> what are you doing? He's like, what? <laughs> look at him, chocolate hip cookie. It's like, <laughs> chocolate Doughboy. <laughs> That's 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 the Jedi mind trick. You just use it against the other person before they can use it on you. Absolutely. Here's what you don't realize: two big guys don't call each other big. They roast it's other sac- things. It's sacrilegious. <laughs> it should happen. But we did it in May Magic. Magic. <laughs> you know my favorite. This is my favorite Doughboy and Teddy joint. <sighs> y'all were outside. Y'all did like six or ten of these. Y'all were outside of the ADD office, outside in the street, and they had the camera rolling around y'all. And you were rap. You'd be beating on your chest, mm-hmm. and then Teddy was sing. I'm like, man, these are fun. I would love to see y'all do another Wait, one. I don't, and both of us erased all of them. Why? I don't know. I don't have them nowhere. That's ridiculous. We had something there, man. We got to bring back a hip-hop duo, man. I'm with it. I just <laughs> felt like it. at the time. Say it. We Okay. We had a moment where it was going good, uh-huh. and then Doughboy kind of got lazy with the ideas. We were like, uh-huh. man, I'm just going to beat on my chest at the table. <laughs> and then, <laughs> fuck it. You say what you going to say. All right. And then, like, it went from being fun and creative to just yeah. like, all right, we going to bang out 30 of them. And I was just like, no. talk about dumb shit. Like- right. Like, we, we kind of had a theme going with each, like, little one. We'll find out, you know. Little- I've, been, I've been telling Teddy, man, I want to EP his, his album. You know Teddy can sing, and you can sing. I want to EP both of you guys' albums. Here's your problem. I ain't got a problem, <laughs> got a problem nigga. You always, like you said on last week's episode, <laughs> you got the best ideas, but your follow no. through. You had. I want to damn near pull up this text. About, I know that we've been Jack. here so long, but I had, I had texted you something. I had texted you hella Orin ideas Thaw for Simpson. something. Uh-huh. Remember, I had texted you hella stuff. I was like, man, we need to do with this, yeah. this, this, and this, and this. I was like, album and this and this and this. You're like, all right, doughboy, but. Can we finish the two movies you said that you would write? Man, let's finish man. that. Because I'm ambitious. this guy. I'm an itemizer, bro. I will uh, say, okay, we're going to do this. Mm. Let's do it. And you'll be like, all right, cool. But before we get to that, I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> let's do this. Right. Then we do all the other stuff. I got to get it together, man. I'm figuring it out. But this has been a great episode for us. Teddy, what you got coming up? We got to get out of here, man. Yes. Talk to the people. Uh, yeah. Just a whole lot of, you know, just positivity in my life, you know, just spreading love. I got a couple things I booked, uh, but my lawyer talking to people right now. <laughs> so I'm not finna discuss it. Uh, I understand. You know. Don't count them until they hatch, man. Right, because they told me a number, but I've I've been told numbers a lot, so yeah. I, I don't believe until you squid, in that trailer. Squid happens, you know. You know mm. When you in that trailer, I appreciate you. I mean, we we way too far for that, right. but uh, <laughs> <laughs> y'all been cussing up a storm. But I've been trying. I'm you first. were. Yeah. You were. Uh, no, you be here every week. Yeah. Yeah, don't be out of control. My bad. Uh, Teddy, you are a star. I've always told you this. You already yeah. know this. 
You are hilarious. You're legendary. The people love you. Double cheeked up on a on Thursday a t- afternoon. Mm. Is it Tuesday? I Thursday. thought it was Thursday. 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 Double cheeked up on a Thursday Iconic. afternoon is oh my god. Like the, when I I knew you had reached a level when I saw people in other countries reposting that. And I'm like, this isn't even in English. And mm-hmm. they reposted this. You loved, man. So, you know, we had to have you come through. Doughboy, yes, what do you want to say? Yes, man. Thank you, Teddy, for coming through, man. We got a lot man, of stuff that we're working on. Me. I appreciate both of y'all. For I love sure, both man. of y'all brothers. It's always fun. Best, linking y'all up both with mean you. a lot to my career. So Likewise. This brother. is a fun podcast to be on. For we're going to sure, have man. you back, man. Definitely uh, got to. I, we had to make up because I was like, let's give him the hour. Yes. We and we, and so, so shout out. So y'all hop in the um in the comments. Let y'all, let us know. Did y'all like the longer episode? We might start yeah. you know, playing with some things and maybe see what we got. But this I, felt organic. It did. It felt good. I, I am sweating a little bit. but Well, it's hot in here. The door is, is closed. So extra, extra people. Absolutely. I have been Doughboy. I am CT, and I wasn't talking about Teddy. I was talking about literally. We got another engineer, and we got Teddy. <laughs> nah, you were saying no. Me. I was not. I I, I know I'm built You're like a, a double wide. <laughs> <laughs> I got extra back for no reason. <laughs> extra back. I'm blocking a fan or something. <laughs> <laughs> Some kind of air circulation. Everybody on the Patreon, thank yes. you for showing the love. Uh, they want to know when we're doing the battle. Yes, we're supposed to do Kanye. We've we've missed this twice. You want to do it next Friday? Uh, next Friday is my birthday weekend. That's my mama's gonna be here. Let's do it the following weekend. All right, cool. The fifth, this ah, that's my anniversary weekend. Mm. You know and what? Let's do gr- it that because we're recording earlier. Okay. So if we're recording earlier. I think next upcoming week. Mm-hmm. Then we'll do it. We'll do it at some point in May. We'll just say yeah, that. yeah. We'll get it done and get your get your favorite twenty because you're gonna get washed. Drake is the goat. You couldn't wash me if you had oh, soap and water, bro. We missed bro. a bunch of stuff we were supposed to talk about. We'll but we'll that talk is about the it. fifth punchline you done stepped on. Dang it, I did it again. <laughs> when I tell you, I, listen, man. <laughs> I missed your punchline. I don't be stepping on none of your shit, bro. I stepped on it. I'm you be sorry. stepping on it, bro. I'm you the sorry. waffle stomper. Oh, I'm sorry. My bad. Well, I'll get it back together next week. This has been another episode of Just Us League Podcast. Peace. <laughs>